The Piano by T. Mitchell Adams. Silence broken in the night, silence broken by ivory keys, yet it should not be. Sydney Bloom opened her eyes, soft moonlight fills the bedroom, and she became conscious of it. The more frightening realization came from her awareness that while she lived alone, the piano played in mellow tones. Whose fingers stroked the keys of her baby grand piano? She searched the shadows of the bedroom. No monsters real or imagined lurked in the shades of darkness. In the living room, the melody played ever so softly and alluring. It was filled with desire and a hint of something more, something indescribable, maybe love. She whispered the word, instantly longing for the warmth of a lover's hand. Slowly, she sat up in bed, stone-faced, her eyes wide with fear and wonder. She searched the open doorway, finding only impenetrable darkness. She kept her eyes on the door and that darkness and waited. No figure emerged. The song played on in anticipation of her company and required so much more than she could imagine. Tears flowed from her eyes in response to the sadness in the music and the feelings it instilled in her. Without a thought of self-preservation and lacking all reasoning, Sydney removed the covers and got out of bed. With the chill of the midnight air on her exposed skin, she hesitated to think of a robe, but remained naked. The music beckoned as none other could, and she must reach it. The darkened entryway stood gaping, a black, uninviting thing. She dared not move except the music called to her from the other side of this black abyss. Stepping forward, disregarding all logic, there was no flip of a light switch, no phone call made to 911 in the middle of the night to report a burglar. No one who played so wonderfully and with the fingers seem seemingly touched by an angel would be capable of harming her. The music told her so. She melted into the darkness of the hallway, becoming one with it. No would-be intruders lay in wait for her. At the end of the hall, the lesser light of night illuminated the dining room, crossing the darkened divide of the hallway which separated her from the piano seemed endless, but had only taken moments. The music whispered, It is safe. 
It proclaimed its desire for her. Bewilderment laced with wonder met her at the sight of the piano. No fingers pressed its aged, well-preserved keys. The piano simply played on its own. No other person was in her home. She was alone. Her mind understood the wrongness of this. However, her willingness to flee or seek logic were eroded by the piano. The surface of the piano was sleek, black, and darker than any person's closed or unseeing eyes. In its surface, Sydney could see herself just as looking in a mirror itself. What that dark, darkness revealed was an attractive young woman of 23 who lived alone, dated often, and had several lovers. As it continued, the images reflected more bad than good, and there was reality and truth as to who the young woman was. Despite her physical pleasing appearance, the image shown was of a young woman whose heart was blacker than a lump of coal. Tears ran freely down her face in response to this revelation. The piano played ever so softly. It beckoned. It whispered, You are mine, with the potential to have been so much more. The piano had been subjected to, made witness of this harlot's affairs, of men and women alike, this black-hearted temptress had seduced in sexual frenzy. More often than not, strong drink or drugs had come into use. He, he knew, in all his wisdom, there could never be any real substance between them, as there had been with his previous owner. Maddie Blackburn had been a spinster. She'd never married, kept a single white cat, ate one meal a day, and remained true to him until her death in 2001. She had given piano lessons to children, however she never once subjected him to their unskilled digits, which more often than not contained dirt under their youthful fingernails, all their poundings happened on a box piano, while he turned them out and waited distastefully hours until the brats left and she would be his again. His keys were for her enjoyment only, and he gave her years of pleasure. In the early years of her life, after discovering the truth of him, she would caress him trace the sleek polished surface from one side around to the next, then back to his ivory keys. 
In complete mutual fulfillment, he'd strike the deep notes that would give her ultimate bliss and pleasure. In twilight years, her hands stiff and gnarled by arthritis, and eyesight dimmed by thousands of days, he'd play for her. Sometimes she would just sit and listen for hours. Other times she would talk to him. He was her only partner. Then came the day, dark and cold in the middle of a frozen winter. He tried to wake her, softly at first, then pounding. Still, she lay motionless. In the dim light of the night, he had watched. She was sitting in her chair, mere feet away, tired and needing rest. Her eyes simply closed one final time, she inhaled, chesty compressed, and in finality, she was gone. He'd never feel the warmth of her body again. For him, decomposition was painful to watch, and with silent contemplation, he waited. The first person to discover her body, or what remained thereof, perished in a manner not befitting the life he'd led. The piano was unwilling to let Maddie go, and murder came easy for him. The young woman drew nearer to the reflection given as the piano played on in loving tones of desire, or so the woman thought. She would be within his grasp soon, a few more notes played, a few more steps taken. She came to him without hesitation and placed the palms of her hands on the black, smooth surface. A smile of delight mixed with exhilaration formed on her full red lips. She never imagined feeling warmth from it. The sensation seemed to surge through her body in intoxicating waves. No man she'd ever known had given her such a feeling. Suddenly the music changed. It became louder. The tempo increased. She could feel its anger and sense of betrayal, of loathing of her. A brief look of confusion crossed her beautiful face, a face of beauty that would soon be released from the ravages of time, but not that of putrefication. She pulled her hands free and started to turn, to look away, to flee. As she did so, tempered high carbon still shot forth with the hiss of the piano. With both hands held firmly in place, other wires came in haste. Hateful and slashing painfully, they whipped about in maddened lust. Blood splattered in patterns on the white walls, carpet, and piano alike. The wires bore into tender flesh and surged into blood veins. They sought out the black pumping organ of the young woman. 
The piano bore her human screams, no consequences. It probed, punctured, slashed, and ripped. At last, the searching through streams of arteries led to the core of her heart. He felt her weaken, the slackening of her body. His image filled her terror-filled eyes as his tentacles tore at the hateful muscle and the hateful muscle stopped. And he released her in the same manner as a person would drop something off a cliff, cliff just let go. The high carbon strings returned to their place, stronger than ever and ready to make beautiful music. He absorbed the discarded life fluid as though drops of water falling on a thirsty desert. The soul of the lethal apron, also known as Jack the Ripper, was content once again. And if he had his old face, he would have smiled wolfishly. In her fighting and kicking, a plaque was loosened, one he let go of without hesitation. Soundlessly, soundlessly it struck the floor as her body had done, Libra Nasamali, deliver us from evil. Hi, this is Mitchell. I um, I just wanted to say that I uh, hope you enjoyed listening to the piano and. Uh, it's uh, one of my favorite favorite uh, stories that I've written. Um, it was a lot of fun, and I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks. Bye.